We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Hour two, Ryan Horvath, Nick Cashew, BetMGM tonight. It's time <laughs> to <laughs> bet it all! No, we, we bet it responsibly. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Darkness imprisoned me, all that I see. Absolute horror, I cannot live, I cannot die. <laughs> Name that song, Scott. Uh, Metallica. Yeah! There you go. I was just, Scott was working. So I love that he's I, literally in the I middle know, of something right now to, and still was able yeah. to do that. That's somebody that's a multitasker right he's there. Thinking, Damn, Ryan. That drives my wife nuts, by the way, because she can sit there. I can be watching something and she can talk to me about something and I can always be able to tell you tell her what she said. Yeah. She's like, how do you do that? I'm like, I've worked in loud newsrooms for a decade. Yeah. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me at all. Oh, see, I hate, like... When I hear myself, and I, but I hate more than that, talk back buttons. Oh. When I would have a producer in my ear, that was the only thing that would ever make me angry. It's funny. That doesn't Do actually, not, that doesn't bother me at all. Oh, I hate it. But it's I, different I for everybody. Like some people Stay like out of it, my some way. people don't. Yeah. Like, like 50 Cent said, you know? So the F out of my zone. There you go. <laughs> New York's number one. Bad guy. You ready for our Cubbies tonight? Here we go. Man, I wish I was there. Yeah. Best ballpark in the world. Mm-hmm. Greatest city in the world. They actually care about sports there mm. in Chicago. <laughs> and there will not be an empty seat at Wrigley Field tonight. Sluggers is going to be bumping after. Murphy's Bleachers, they just showed. Mm-hmm. Going to be pumping tonight. Better, because they, they need to gain some ground Although, on these Brewers. Nashville's got a big series, too, this week. They got the uh, who they? They got the Blue Jays. What's the score? They're down 4-1. They're down 4-1. All right. Well, hey, you can nice cut, that division. You. You can cut you. that division lead within Thank 26. You. Yeah, so uh, we're not talking about the division. We're talking about win total for the Nationals, and that's <laughs> it. We're going to leave it at that at this point. Hey, all that matters is all that matters is that the uh, Nats have a better record than the Yankees this year, right? And we're closing in on that right now. The Nats' win total was 59.5 heading into the season. Told you, Mraz. They're in a good spot. He, he didn't want to listen. Didn't want to listen. I know. I predicted, I predicted that the Yankees would finish in dead last in the division. I don't think anybody else had that. Eat your heart Actually, out, you know, Dakota. When, when the season's done, Scott, we should definitely get Mraz on. I think it'd be important so we can just gloat. Well, not me. I wasn't the one that called that. but. Mm-hmm. I'll let Ryan have that one. He's a busy man these days, I Mraz, know. though. He's a celebrity. I saw him this weekend. At a wedding? Hanging out with all New York's finest. Yeah. I think he was there with Jay-Z. Mm, he was with Jay-Z. They always said that about Mraz. He can make the Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Until he starts talking about the accidents that he has in his pants, and then that's all over the... Why do you shake your head at Scott? Happens, he, happens, he tells it on the air all the time. I, I'm aware. Trust I almost said happens I, to I the best it. of us. <laughs> no, it doesn't. If it didn't Sean happen to you... Life. No, it's what okay. I told my son when he was five. Though. Oh. I was like, it's okay, buddy. It happens to the best. It's happened to Scott you before, had an but that's another conversation Girl. for another day. <laughs> it's okay. You're five. Don't worry about it. Hey, sometimes traffic. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I got to get out. All right. So uh, speaking of worst case scenarios, that's the worst case scenario if you're in traffic. Literally. We did uh, worst case scenarios and best case scenarios for every team last week. We've left out still and have not done worst case scenarios for every team in the NFC. Got the AFC out last week, which to me, when I look at the AFC, you go, oh, like that's that's the really crowded division or crowded conference where you can have all kinds of stuff go right and it still will be a, a bad situation for maybe one or two teams that win nine, ten games and don't make the playoffs. The NFC is a little different. You got a lot of wiggle room here. We start in the NFC East with your... Dallas Cowboys. You as a Cowboys fan. The, yeah. the, the future tr- fighting Trey Lances. Is, give, it a, give it a year or so into there. Worst case scenario was very simple for this team. If the Dak leads the NFL in picks again, that's a bad situation for them. Because if you continue to look at Dak Prescott as a turnover machine, yeah. it's not just about this season for them. 
It's also about the future. Because now you've added Trey Lance, and I get it. Trey Lance was not good in San Francisco. And do I think that he's going to be a starter in the NFL? No, I don't. But what I do think is the Cowboys think that he could be one day. Just in case. And if Dak comes out here again, and you're looking at what you pay him, and you go, oh, no. That's another 15 interceptions. It's 12 and a half, right? He goes yep. over that 12 and a half. That's a bad year for Dallas. It, it, I don't care if they win 12, 13 games again, whatever it is. When you have a quarterback that turns the ball over that much, that becomes a problem. And it's very clear that even though they've paid him, they have not truly been sold on Dak Prescott long term. And that will be a talking point. It'll be an issue, and it'll be something this team will have to answer to all offseason. Yeah, I'm going to say worst-case scenario this year for the Dallas Cowboys is they start 16-0, and and then they have to make the decision whether to play the starters the or not January the 7th against the Commanders. You are absolutely the worst. No, 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 seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I think worst-case scenario, honestly, is defense regresses, injuries to – don't even want to say it. Trey Lance starts the last two yeah, yeah. because McCarthy <laughs> said yes. so. McCarthy or, lines him up at center. Not even Jerry said so. <laughs> McCarthy said so, and you go, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. I'm, I'm an experienced football coach. Yeah. No, worst-case scenario, man, is like that defense isn't top ten. Because if we have to rely mm-hmm. – and I like Dallas offensively, obviously, this year with Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. and hopefully Tony Pollard getting 15 to 20 touches. Michael Gallup, another year removed from that ACL. But if they have to outscore everybody in that division, I'm – not as high, so that'd be worst case scenario um, for me. But I, I do, I don't have many worries about Dallas. Of course you don't. If Trey Lance is starting by week five, we're screwed. But I think Dak's going to be just fine. <laughs> well, he's going to be the third string quarterback. So if he's starting by week five, they got a big we're problem big at quarterback. Trouble, yeah. So, all right, New York Giants, the next team up here, because yeah, well, look with Dallas, I get it. You're just a psychopath, and you think they're going to the Super Bowl, and yeah. I just I can't convince you otherwise. So I've just given up at this yeah. point. I've never I mean, predicted this ever. I, th- I do think this is the year for Dallas. I did predict this in '93. Did you when you were like five? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'll tell you guys, this Evan Smith dude. I gotta say, these Cowboys are really good. I, yeah. I got the over on their win total, Mom. I was like, as long as half these guys lay off the booger sugar, I think this team's going all the way. You know what? They could stay on it. If they win, they win. Who cares, you know? <laughs> that was their problem back in the day, yeah. though. Those guys like to party off the Game field. a lot of energy on game day, though, you know? This is true. I can run through a wall. All right, New York true. Giants, next team up. Uh, Worst-case scenario for them, like, a lot of these teams, obviously, it can involve quarterback. Was that a home run right there? Christian Yelich just oh, led the God. game off. Oh, my God. We already have a home run. With his oh. 17th dinger of the year off Jamison Tyone. one nothing Brewers over the Cubs right now. Not a great start. For the under no. when the first pitch of the game uh, lands yeah. on Waveland, but anyway, yeah, four hundred six. Who do we got feet? next? No, yeah, was, was, let's talk about those New York Football Giants. Mm. Daniel Jones was the difference last year, right? He wasn't a great quarterback, but he didn't turn the ball over a t- like he his his turnovers came down. He became more of a game manager that had his moments where he could actually create plays. Right. The question now becomes: Does he build on that from last year? You've got much yeah. better coaches there. You've got a better offense. And you've got Saquon Barkley. If they use him the way that they did last season, it'll open up opportunities for him. But if Daniel Jones regresses and that offense sputters, this team's not making the playoffs in a weak NFC. Yeah, I was going to say, man, I do think that that's worst-case scenario, right, is that they have buyer's remorse. Not that mm-hmm. you can't get away from that deal. I thought that was a really good deal for Daniel Jones. I mean, you bring back Saquon Barkley, not that you broke the bank. I guess that would be worst-case scenario. That offense... Um, doesn't find ways to get it done the way that they did. Maybe the defense takes another step back, and maybe even with a good coaching staff like you have with Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka, who's an excellent play caller, you regress. Or maybe like you win nine games, but just you're in the toughest division. You're in the, in the NFC, that is. I mean, you know. 
Maybe the Commanders show up and go over their win Maybe. Total. Maybe. How dare you? Eagles just you went know to the Super happening. Bowl last year. You know, you know what's how I happening. feel about the Cowboys. Like, that would be a crappy situation to win nine games and not make the playoffs. But if they win nine games, they're getting in. So. Yeah, I think in the NFC, a nine-win team, you're gonna, you might be a sixth or a seventh seed, but you're going to get into the playoffs yeah. there. It's just not – I mean, listen, there could be one or two surprises, right? I mean, it, it is possible because I almost feel like in some ways, because everybody's scoffing at the NFC so much – that we're going to have one or two teams that are big surprises and it ends up being, you know, six teams at least with double-digit wins and it kind of sneaks up on you and you're like, oh, I didn't think the Saints would win 11 games. See, I think the Saints will win 11 games. So I, I Listen, I love the over on their win total. I love the Saints this year. Definitely winning the division. And I also think Atlanta will win 10 games. I think the Cowboys will win 12 games. So you've got in the South, you've got two teams winning 10 games and you love the, yeah. the, the Falcons that much. Yeah, the two teams that play the easiest schedule uh, yeah, in the league. It is the, the, it, but it, it has nothing schedules. to do with that. I mean, oh, it helps. The Saints have a top five defense, and if Derek Carr just isn't a complete bum, then they go to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been their issue the last couple of years. Yes. The year that Jameis got hurt, had 14 touchdowns of three picks, they started five and two. Mm-hmm. Then he got hurt, and everything fell off a cliff. You know, they were starting Ian Book by the end of the year. But if they have a reliable quarterback, and even if, let's say, that Derek Carr does get hurt, Jameis is your backup, and uh, Jake Hayner. Yeah, your guy. They're number three. Yes. You're waiting for that night. moment. Yeah, he's been a little shaky. He's he's not an NFL quarterback. He is a good backup, I think. But um, <laughs> well, you got to be an NFL quarterback yeah. if you're going to be a backup. I mean, they got so many weapons, man. Chris Olave. I know oh, Mike man. Thomas hasn't been healthy the last couple of years, but if he could play eighty percent of those games, seventy percent of those games, and he's you know half the player he was, he's obviously a good number two. I like Jamal Williams. I like Kamara. They should be tough. But with Atlanta, I mean, as long as they improve defensively and they spent the fourth most money in free agency, then I think that they, yeah. they should win double-digit games. Or, well, at least, or at least eight or nine to get us over the window. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you look at the Giants, and maybe that's a team that wins nine games and ends up not making the playoffs. Philadelphia Eagles, the next one up. We know they won the NFC, obviously, last year. Uh, Worst-case scenario for me is actually their new coordinators and them struggling with their roles. That would be a – with what you had last year on both sides of the football, you lose both to head coaching jobs. Now you got two new guys coming in and taking over the offense, taking over the defense. Now, Brian Johnson, as the offensive coordinator, has already obviously been there working with Jalen Hurts. So if you can help take him to that next level or at least keep him basically where he was this past season, you're in a good spot. But that's what's really important. It's you like People don't think about the loss of certain names or faces on a coaching staff until they're gone and you realize how important they actually were. We're going to know very early on how important that coaching staff was to the Eagles last year and whether or not the guys that you've got in those positions now can kind of hack it. Yeah, that'd be my concern, man. I mean, you lost a lot from that team. Mm -hmm. You bring back a lot as well, but I would just worry maybe a little injury regression. Maybe some of these young guys you're going to rely on, um, you know, don't pan out year one. Maybe Jalen comes back down to earth, doesn't have an MVP-type season, or maybe he gets dinged early on. But if he stays healthy... I just don't really see them skipping a beat as far as being an 11-win team. I just think them and Dallas are going to be really, really good. Don't really love anybody else other than San Francisco in the NFC, and I have some question marks about Brock Purdy becoming a pumpkin again. So I think that's biggest concern, right, is just injury Mm -hmm. regression and everything you lost on that coaching staff and in the locker room too. Yeah, I mean, defensively they lost like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. That's a big loss for them. Had six picks last year. That's a massive loss. Big, big pickup for you know for the Lions, but at the same time, this is that's why you're going to have to take that. Jalen Hurts is going to have to still take that next step. He's 11 to one to win MVP. Like he's going to have to show even more of that growth, which so far we've seen. We've watched him progress every single year. So like if he sticks with that, you're like, okay, he's only going to be a better passer this year, right? More consistent there, and that in the end, you know this, right? Like if you got great quarterback play, you can overcome anything in the NFL. I mean, it's true, right? Like at least to be a nine, ten win team. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did it for years. 
Um, who else? Like Dan Marino forever. Like quarterbacks that won 10, 11 games every year. I'm trying to think of some other guys that could just like equal you 10 wins every single season. We'll see. I mean, Peyton Manning. I mean, just name good quarterbacks. I was going to say know? Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, but they won a Super Bowl. Damn it. 2 nothing Brewers now. Uh, and this run should not be coming home. We had an error on what should have been a double play. And this is life as a Cubs fan, mm-hmm. Nick, so I'm sorry. I don't, I don't like that I jumped on board with you on this. It sucks. Care it's actually not fun. The under. It's 2 nothing right yeah. on top of the first. This is um, not ideal. But, yeah, man, like, Eagles, injuries is what you worry about. Giants, buyer's remorse. Yeah. Cowboys, just going undefeated and worrying about those injuries. Well, you know what it is for the Washington Commanders, then. The last team in the NFC East. What is it? Well, it's obviously Sam Howell. Sam Howling at the moon. Can he be who Ron Rivera's been raving about? Did you see that quote of Ron Rivera? He's like, if I knew he was this good, I would have played him sooner. This is the same head coach that didn't know in Week 17 they could be eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, oh, we, oh, we got eliminated. Oh, I had, I had no idea. Yeah. Like, what are we? Do- I, listen, Ron Rivera is a great dude. I hope he stays in the organization in some way. He's changed the culture there as best he could before the ownership change. But my God, has the NFL passed Ron Rivera by? It is. It's just. It's over his head. They need a offensive coordinator, an offensive mind, somebody to come in and really change things there. Maybe it is Eric Bieniemy, but my God, Ron Rivera is saying this now. It's like after you had Carson Wentz for half the season and Taylor Heineke for half the season, you didn't know you were going to be eliminated from the playoffs, and now you're like, if I knew Sam Howell was going to be this good, I would have started him. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have started a fifth-round pick in Week 15 when you were still in the playoff picture. Stop saying stuff you don't mean. Oh my God, four nothing. Are you Brewer. kidding me? Oh man. Every time I look up, it's another home run for the Brewers. Why did I even turn this game on? This is the Mark only thing. Can a whoop ass? Am I right? Remember when I, I said uh, the rules? Going we on? don't watch the Cubs in here. Remember when I said, "Hey, it's a Monday night, but at least I have something to look forward to." Well, that's over. All right, so um, let's change the channel and so, not watch no, the Cubs. No, we got to keep it on. Make no, sure. will you watch? Well, I got they the unders. So I don't care anymore. Um, I just want to win my bet. <laughs> so with the Commanders, like I think worst case scenario is that they finish with six or seven wins. If they're going to be bad, then I want them to be bad if I'm a yeah. Commander fan. Because yeah. I want Caleb Williams or Drake May. And I, I like do. Sam Howell, man. But if you're going to suck, like I just mm-hmm. want it to be really, really bad. I don't want to be the 6-7 win team again and maybe have some hope. Because that schedule is tough. I believe the ninth toughest in the entire league. And they play like six six of their final eight opponents or something like that. Were playoff teams last year. So if you're going to be bad, I just want to be bad because then Ron's gone next year. You mm-hmm. get to start over. Maybe you get a Ben Johnson. and Maybe Biennemi doesn't just move over as the head coach. I'd probably rather have Ben Johnson or the next big thing. Um, even if you have to hire him a year too early, I'd rather do that. I mean, that's what the Rams did with Sean McVay. Yeah. It worked out well. Yeah, and he won 10 games, I believe, his yeah. rookie year. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I would want. Like, either suck or be a 10-win team. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> is that easy? as good as that defense can be. And really, all the weapons that Washington has on offense, that's all great. Yeah. But I'm worried that Sam Howell ends up... I mean, even if he starts off the season playing great football, what happens week 9, 10, 11, 12? Like, as the season goes on, we've seen this before. We're young quarterbacks, not a lot of film on them. Teams don't really know how to defend them. And then they start to figure it out as the season goes on. I would say a successful season for Washington would even be like seven wins, but figuring out, hey, we got something Sam Howell. Here's our guy. Now let's spend some money and let's turn this thing around. We got an owner with a clue that isn't a criminal. Let's spend some money. You know? It's so true. I mean, you, you put it as honest as you could. Yeah. NFC North next. Worst case scenarios for them. Bet MGM tonight.